The following episode is explicit and is intended for mature audiences. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila reporting from Dallas County and I'm here with Ruby McPooby. How are you doing, Ruby McPooby? We are in class and ready to learn. Yes, is that is that good? Are you doing good? Yes. Yes, that's good. It's always good when you are learning. Okay. So, what do you what do you what are we doing today? Um, so today we are going to go back into our women in history. Um, of course, this is the whole 360, so we talk about um, different, I guess, how do I say, because this isn't a culture. I mean, we've discussed Latin America, we've discussed Mexican America, so now we're discussing a women. section where it's just basically about women, the women in America. Mm-hmm. Another minority. What'd you say? Another minority. <laughs> so we did our first half, um, and this is our second half, and we're going to be starting off in the 1650s, right, Nathaniel? That is correct. All right. So I got... more of cruelty towards women, I'm sure, that we will expect to hear. Yep. <laughs> I'm also doing a little unboxing. Okay. So let's talk about, speaking of people who were mistreated, one not treated fairly, let's talk about the slaves ruby mm, yeah we're gonna talk slaves. about go back to 9, 1655 one elizabeth key grinstead who was enslaved in virginia won her freedom in a lawsuit based on her father's status as a free englishman now her father yeah. her mother was a slave and her father was her mother's owner naturally right now helped by the fact that her father had baptized her as a christian in the Anglican Church. However, in 1662, the Virginia House of Burgesses passed a law stating that any child born in the colony would follow the status of its mother, slave or free. Now, yeah, and that made it harder for people to sue for their freedom because as soon as Elizabeth won her freedom for her, not only herself, but her newborn child, um, they were like, wait, wait a minute. We gotta change that. That can't happen. That can't happen. We can't have slaves suing for their freedom. It's just nonsense. Mm -hmm. And this was an overturn of a long-held principle in English common law, whereby the child status is followed that of the father. Now, it enabled white men who raped enslaved women to hide the mixed-race children born as a result and removed their responsibility to acknowledge, support, or emancipate said children. You're so, literally looking at a mixed child and you're not going to acknowledge nope. <laughs> the fact that you're... Oh. They all, they yeah, that, explains a lot. that explains a lot. They've been able to you know, ignore stuff for a long time now. And they, they changed a long-held principle for that one thing. Mm -hmm. So when you're... Just like that. You saw how easy that was? Mm -hmm. Just like that. <laughs> when Europeans began to arrive in the New World, many indigenous people converted. As a result, religion was less useful as a way to differentiate and skin color became more important. Now many... I don't think they converted. I think they were forced. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> so many. We're going to be truthful in this podcast. Okay. So many elite men had children with enslaved people, of course. 
Pregnancy out of wedlock was encouraged among non-white women as the children would become workers slash enslaved. Now, the number of births out of wedlock in Latin America was much higher than in Europe. On the other hand, unmarried white women who had mixed-race children were treated worse than those who had white children. So Sounds about white. Hilarious, Ruby. I th did you make that up? I think that was no. the first time I've heard that. No, I did not make that I up. I think you made that up. Good job. Did you make that up? I did make that up. Did you up. make that up? I did, yes. <laughs> I, I'm the one who invented it. I posted it in all those Facebook pages. Uh, so, despite the expectation of men to father mixed-race children with non-white women, rape of a woman by an African-American man would could lead to castration. And European women who married indigenous men lost their European status. As more, wow. as more white women moved to the new colonies, interracial sex became less common since Europeans became concerned with racial survival. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think about that? I think it's... Uh definitely speaks to the culture that this country has bred as far as like allowing white men to do whatever the hell they want mm -hmm. so let's <laughs> move on to a small puritan community of salem village massachusetts Ooh, salem. that's right we're going to be talking about the salem rich trials in 1692 yes. Those are my favorite. Now they began. Um, but before you go into sixteen ninety two, that's what you have, right? Yeah, sixteen sixty nine. I wanted to just shed light on these two other women. Okay. Um, one is Anne Bradstreet. She's sixteen twelve to sixteen seventy two. She's actually credited with being America's first poet. Um, she wrote her own name despite being told to use a male's name. Obviously, so she kind of like was stubborn and she said, no, I'm going to use my own name and get published under my own name, not some random man's name. Mm. And so she inspired a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot more women to write and uh, use their own name. Much of her writing discusses the idea that women should speak up rather than simply behave as society dictates. So, and is my girl. And then I'm also going to just shed some light on Queen Alatipa um, from 1670 to 1754. Um, she was a great and respected leader of a Mingo Seneca tribe that lived along the Ohio River. Um, she influenced those who were traveling through Pennsylvania at that time. You know, people like George Washington. She actually influenced George Washington. Um, through her alliance with the British, she was able to help them gain momentum, which led them to establish what is now the United States of America. And how did that backfire on you, Queen Alquipa? <laughs> kind of, you know, wasn't it such a good decision there, was it? What, letting about something <laughs> about America? Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure, of course, she didn't think it was going to be, you know, hey, we're going to come over here and take all your land and murder all of you and eat all your buffalo. You know, I'm sure they I think you mean bison, but buffalo tastes bison. great. Sorry. But buffalo tastes great. Have you ever had buffalo meat? No. I've had buffalo meat. It's delicious. Was it buffalo? It was not the buffalo. I thought I read it was the buffalo. 
That's what a lot of this is a misconception. Buffalo okay. are like in Africa and, and Asia or something like that. Well, basically, they're food source. Yeah. They didn't know they were going to come and kill off all their food source and everything else. They're source for everything, honestly. Like their food and. Buffalo I mean, or bison clothing. meat, whatever that meat is, really good. Yeah. Never had it. Never will. Never will. No. Not for me. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Those are the two that I just wanted to shed light on that were. Um, during this time period. So yeah, let's talk about uh, the Salem Witch, Witch Trials. Trials. They began in 1692. So they began... Which I know a lot about because, believe it or not, I was like very obsessed with the Witch Trials for a huge period of my life in school. Oh, so this should be... From like elementary to like high school. Yeah. So this should be a little bit of a recap. Mm-hmm. So it began in 1692 and they began when a group of girls gathered in the evenings in the home of reverend paris to listen to stories told by one of his slaves tituba now they believed fortune telling they played fortune telling games which were strictly forbidden by the puritans and the girls began acting strangely leading leading the puritan community to suspect that the girls were victims of witchcraft now the girls named three townswomen as witches tituba sarah good and Sarah Osborne. Now, Tituba confessed to having seen the devil and also stated that there was a coven of witches in the Salem village area. The other two women insisted that they were innocent but had formal legal trial where they were found guilty of practicing witchcraft. So there you go. The system works. Now, (laughs) what was their evidence? Uh, a thing called the Holy Bible, Ruby. I ever heard of it? I am not lying. I literally saw her floating. (laughs) Or maybe I dreamt that. Speaking of which, I did wake up in my bed, and I did see him in between when I fell asleep and when I woke up. But I saw it. So, the affected girls accused other townspeople of torturing them with witchcraft. And some on trial also named others as witches. So it just started like this chain of of accusations. So by the end of the trials in 1693, 24 people had died. (laughs) They were like, wait, we're killing off all our women. This is not going to work for us. (laughs) So 24 people had died, some in jail, but 19 by hanging and one by being pressed to death. Oh... Now, some of the accused confessed to being witches, but none of those were hanged. But none of them were hanged. Only those who maintained their innocence, those who were hanged include 13 women and even six men. Now, Salem was only the beginning, and it, but it was quickly followed by witchcraft scares in 24 other Puritan communities with 120 more accused witches outside Salem the episodes were short but not dramatic uh and uh usually involved one only one or two people most were older women often widowed or single with a history of bickering and disputes with neighbors so uh there's that yeah a lot of people don't know that witchcraft is really just like like spiritualism and herbalism and you know things of the natural order like it's really not bad you do do like spells and incantations just like you have the book of psalms you know in the bible and things like that it's like old spell book right there no but um what was i saying 
Um, but yeah, oh, so it's it's not meant like it's just really um, you know a common misconception, and they placed on it since since then that witchcraft is something evil and bad and things like that, and they just they just carried it all through you know throughout the centuries pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, but it's it's nothing bad. It's not something like it's it's there's a difference between witchcraft and studying like Wicca and things like that, and then there's like bad people who would do bad things and do black magic and things like that. Just like with voodoo and hoodoo, the difference of that, voodoo is normally spiritual as well, and it's supposed to be like for well-being and good spells, white magic. It's the people that do black magic, which is like hoodoo, you know, and everyone knows if you do something bad to someone, it's going to come back on you. So you're a witch practicing black magic, obviously you're going to get bad effects of that. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> so, but in October 1692, the the governor of Massachusetts halted court proceedings, restricted new arrests, uh, and then dissolved the court of Oyer and Terminer, thereby ending the witch hunts. So I have a illustration here, like a drawing of a witchcraft trial in Salem that was made in 1876. So let me show you that. I want to go visit Salem. I can imagine like all the bad energy because a lot of those people were innocent and they were innocently killed, yeah. murdered. Okay, so there's the drawing of- And nobody uh, should even be murdered for witchcraft. Like what the hell? No one had died. You know, they were just saying, oh, the girls are acting strange. I mean, they killed a lot of them. No, I'm saying like at the beginning when they were saying that they were um, in under like I guess they they made it seem like they were under some sort of spell. Whenever those girls would come back from that house. Mhm. So what 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 are we seeing in this illustration? Um. So in this illustration, it, there's a bunch of Puritan-looking people in a courthouse. It looks like. Um. You know what you would imagine an old courthouse to look like it's wooden benches and a wooden altar up there where someone who's giving judgment is sitting up there um there is what seems to be the girl who on the floor uh her arm is reaching out so it looks like she's kind of like flailing around on the floor while there's people that are around her just looking down at her and one woman is like with her hand on her chest and another one pointing up, another hand pointing up, I guess, like kind of making a statement, like, look what's happening to her. <laughs> so what do you think? Something is wrong with her. <laughs> so what, Someone what does give this... give her an Oscar. So what do you think this drawing uh, makes you feel? Um, I just, it just makes me feel how things back then weren't really like this I, I would not consider this a formal hearing i mean like this is this is ludicrous it's like it doesn't logically it doesn't make sense that someone would just you know say what they wanted to say they could be lying and someone gets murdered for it so it does make me feel like the girl is like acting out you know she's throwing a tantrum she's on the floor it does look very staged even in this drawing yeah. The person right. who drew it obviously drew the person looks like it's they're pretending. Right. So yeah. 
let's talk about the next group of people. Uh, the housewife, Ruby. Ever heard of her? Oh, I have something to say about the housewife. <laughs> okay. So it says women in the 1600s were expected to be housewives who stayed home and did domestic chores and fulfilled the pleasures of their husbands. I wonder what uh, those men are. Were able, men were able to go around and use women whenever they pleased. But, however, if a woman were to do this, society would frown upon them and shame them for their actions. Right, so, exactly. More of the unequalness. Um, so should we pick that up on the next episode, The Housewives? The Housewife is like a little bit, so let's do a little oh, okay. bit of it. So, yeah, let's... Uh, so. It's really brief. So the housewife was also called the good wife uh, refers well in New England refers to a married woman with economic and cultural roles, just like what Ruby said. And under the legal rules of what is called coverture, uh, a wife had no separate legal identity. There none. She has no legal separate legal identity. Everything she did was wow. under the authority. Everything belongs to her husband. Everything belongs to her husband. He controlled all the money, including any dowry or inheritance she might have bought, brought to the marriage. She had certain legal rights to share of the family's uh, property when the husband died. So there's that. Uh, she was in charge of the feeding, the cleaning, the medical care for everyone in the household, as well as supervising the servants, as in the slaves. Uh, so the housewife's domain depending upon wealth would also include cellars, pantries, brew houses, milk houses, wash houses, and butteries. She was responsible for home and manufacturing of clothing, candles, and foodstuffs. At harvest time, she helped the men gather the crops. She typically kept a vegetable garden and cared for the poultry and milked the cows. Now, the husband handled other livestock and the dogs. Mothers were responsible for the spiritual and civic well-being of her, ch her children, and good housewives raised good children who would become upstanding citizens in the community. Ruby, you should take some notes, Ruby. Yeah, be upstanding member of community and be racist. Oh! <gasps> but legal statutes and social norms allowed for husband to ex husbands to exert physical power over their wives as in the punching uh, uh, uh. hey ruby pov you're in 19th yeah, but century if we punch you then what uh you go to jail hey ruby mm. picture this pov it's the 17th century and my my dinner's too cold then i'm like dodging your punch oh snap she's too fast <laughs> so uh yeah Hell which would no, i definitely would not have been the one okay so <laughs> i should not have been born any other time than now because you should i'd be dead okay. i would definitely not just sit there and take blows like so mm -hmm. which could result in violence obviously and a few housewives right. were able to file for divorces so divorce forget about it so yeah um that's pretty much it. That's all we got to say about housewives, the Salem witch trials, and the and the female uh, slaves of the era. So that's where we'll end it for today. A little bit of a short one here today, but 
uh, yeah, that's all good. We crammed a lot of good information in here. So what did you think yeah, about... Yeah, we named some pretty famous women that did some pretty amazing stuff. Yeah, so what did you think about uh, today's episode today? What did, what did we feel about it overall? I feel like it's definitely, like you said, we crammed a lot in it. Um, but overall, the message, you know, still stands that there's still a lot of change that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. You can definitely see how these behaviors develop in, you know, society and things like that. So that's kind of what we want to do here in this podcast is just break all that down so that we understand where it comes from, so that we understand how not to make it happen again. We certainly don't want to be living back then. <laughs> yeah. And then next week, we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to go dive back into Anne Brett Dudley Bad Bradstreet. We're going to talk a little bit more about her. We're going to talk Hi. about Lydia Chapin Taft. We're going to talk about her. And then we're going to go into the Great Awakening. And then hopefully we'll get started on the American Revolution and the woman's role All in right. that. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's women so far. Uh, women so far we still have more so. we still have a lot more stay tuned yep all right uh, i've been nathaniel all Abilet. my feminists out there yeah all feminists good job guys uh i've been nathaniel Abila. and i've been ruby rodriguez and yeah. apple pencil folder calculator and binder pair and pair and other pencil <laughs> and other pencil <laughs> Thanks for joining us on our history lesson today. Thank you. Bye. Next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Vision Podcast, home of Wacky Talkies, The Kingdom, Evil Exists, and many more.